You are now listening to God Family Nation. Jamal Easter. When you ask a brother or sister. No, uh-uh. uh-uh. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm talking about the Lord's Day. Oh. I'm talking about the Lord's Day. See, because this is what I want to know what happened. How did it change? Let's go back to Exodus chapter 20 and read verse 8. Exodus 28, remember the Sabbath day. And I'm just quoting this from memory. I, let, me, let me get it. Let me stop freestyling here. All right, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Exodus 28. So I, this 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 would where it hit the fan at. This where it hit the fan. Exodus chapter 28 says, remember the Sabbath day. Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So it's the only one of the Ten Commandments that says to remember which implies that the most I knew we would forget. And I've talked to pastors and I haven't met a pastor yet that won't that'll tell this congregation not to keep the Ten Commandments. Every pastor I know will tell their congregation to keep the Ten Commandments. Oh, I'm sorry, the Nine Commandments. Because uh, I'm, yeah, I'm dead that in there, huh? They, the they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, it's, not a pa- it's not a pastor I know that'll tell their congregation to worship other gods. It's not a, a pastor I know to tell their congregation to take the Lord's name in vain. It's not a pastor I know that would tell a congregation to make idols. You understand? It's not a pastor I know that would tell a congregation to disrespect their parents, to murder people, to lie, to steal, to covet. You understand? It's not a pastor lie that'll tell a congregation to do those things. But they'll skip over Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. They're not going to tell a congregation to keep the Sabbath. And so now I want to get into this one because this is the, the this is the, the stickler right here. This is where can, you lose people. Can I say something right before you go into the Sabbath? Yeah, because yeah, uh, like regarding the Easter thing, which I think some people probably miss. We talked about earlier with Christmas how peop- this is a, a, a festival that was celebrated in commemoration of the winter solstice. And the same thing comes into play when you look at um, the uh, Easter. It's actually uh, the the spring solstice celebration. And another name, when you look into this information, another name for the goddess, lowercase g-o-d-d-e-s, a star, another name for her is Beltis. And this solstice that we're talking about, the spring solstice, another name for it is Beltane. And Beltane is also another name for May. And the whole attachment with rabbits and things like that well, spring is known for a time in which new life comes around. You know what I'm saying? So we're talking about flowers, trees, anything green starting to be reborn and coming up from the ground and things like that. So it's a time of fertility. Um, so when you look at these things, just go look into all of this. Like all of this stuff is there. We're not just saying this stuff. All of these things are integrated into Christianity as we're pointing out here with the Good Friday thing. How can you get three days between two days between Friday and set Sunday, you know, Friday, there's only one day between Friday and Sunday and that's Saturday. Like that's common sense. You know what I'm saying? But like we got with everything that we practice, we've gotten some silly reason as to why we do it. You know what I'm saying? So all we're saying is just look into this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Research also look like into it. something. We skipped over it. We probably won't touch on it. Something called What's Mother that? Day. Oh, Mother's Day. I asked about which one was between the Mother's Day, Father's Day. Or Lady Day. Lady Day, if I'm not mistaken. No, no. Brother Cora, do not do that. I mean, <laughs> are, are you all trying to do kingdom building here? Or are you all trying to... <laughs> hey, you got to separate the wheat from the tares, man. Hey. Listen, you don't receive it on your hand. It's the truth. Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. You, hey, you overcooking my grits, coach. Overcooking <laughs> hey. my grits. Doctor, all I'm saying is, Brother Cord, yeah. when you are only here doing it for kingdom building <laughs> and exalting the name of the Most High, or I'm just saying, go ahead. You know what? Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, man, I won't even touch it on that Mother's Day, but that is something we need to, uh, you know, look at. Father's Day, Mother's Day. Hey, man, hey, you, say, you, man. Some people, you can't tell them. You ain't going to yeah. tell me I can't celebrate my mother. Hey, listen, why on that day? You can do like that every day. She's a mother one day a year? Most I say, honor your father and your mother, man. You can give your mom and dad. Honor your father and mother. You're supposed to honor every them, day. But why on that day? You know, but mm-hmm. it's a it's a, a day called Lady Day. 
uh, that the Romans celebrated. It, it kind of goes into the whole spring slash uh, uh, spring solstice type thing where the um, where they basically on March 25th, they have this day commemorating the, the conception of Christ. Because, you know, there's nine day, nine months exactly from March 25th to December 25th. So on March 25th, they have this Lady Day celebration uh, in, in, in reverence of, you know, the God, the God, I wouldn't say God is Mary because I don't know if they even use that term to call her Mary when they were celebrating it. But it's basically like a day to, to, to give honor and reverence to this particular entity or, 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 or goddess that brought forth, you know, Jesus on December 25th. So like when you go back into all of this, these are Roman holidays. Like these are things that Christians had no, I, I wouldn't say no idea, but they did not practice prior to the first and second centuries. These are things that were integrated into Christianity or the belief or uh, Abrahamic, uh, I would say religion that we, we, I wouldn't call it a religion, but the Abrahamic way of living that we adopted through Christ. You know what I'm saying? And now we practice them today thinking these are biblical customs, but they're nowhere in the very Bible we have before us. You know what I'm saying? So that's something else. It, it made me, when you said about the biblical customs, you cut out. I can't. I was even... saying, I ain't gonna touch on Mother's Day. Oh. Uh, Y'all gonna have to touch on that one. I ain't trying to have people on here, you know, fighting with their mamas and daddies. And, yeah, no. Nah, <laughs> nah, but hey, man, listen, the, the truth, the truth. Mother, that's what the scripture Facts. say. You do that every day. Yeah, every day. The, the truth, the truth, so, you you have a long life. The truth, right. the truth, the truth is the truth, though. Right. You made me think when you talking about you know people doing things that they think in the scriptures. Because I always no, this is something I always thought was in the Bible. When you go to a wedding and the pastor stands and he reads these vows and he says, "By the power invested in me, I now pronounce you man and wife." I always thought that was all. That, I thought all that stuff the pastor was saying was in the Bible. My partner got married, so I go to the way we go to the wedding rehearsal. Right, we're at the wedding rehearsal and the pastor, now this is just a rehearsal. My man's opened up his Bible in one hand, in the other hand, he got this little template, this little pamphlet. And yeah. he puts this, he puts this in the Bible. And he's opening and he has this in the, the little template in the Bible. He's reading from the template, but he has it in the Bible. Mm. And he's reading these things and he says, by the power invested in me by the, from the state of Texas. And I'm like, hold on, what? So all this time, I thought that this stuff was in the Bible. And, I, and I, so I got to look it. I'm looking all through the scriptures. You don't find these wedding vows nowhere in the Bible. But this is one of those things you talk about, we think that's in the Bible that's not in there. We talk, you know, and he, so it, it's crazy, but yeah. That's state, that's that's legal, that's legal uh, jargon, if you will. You know, they yeah, made yeah. that up in the, order to. Well, no, it's well, it's not you say made up, but it's the power that's investing him by the state of state, whatever, whatever yeah. state he's in. They give him the power because you have to be uh, to get married legally, not lawfully. When I say lawfully, I mean, according to scripture, opposed according to the government. So legally, according to the government, you know, that that's a you have to have a certain I don't know, certificate or something. You got to be certified yeah. or something to do that. So pastors go get that certification. And then they, when they say by the power invested in me, that's the power invested in by the state yeah. to, in order to. Uh, marry somebody and make the the, the 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 legal marriage certificate a valid document. Yeah, right. It's like so a, a notary almost. Yeah, a notary. Can, he's so, a notary. I never knew that, right? So now uh, I want I want to get back to this this last thing, right? The Lord's Day, right? It's not about this. Is not about the Sabbath. This is about the Lord's Day. And I, I mentioned that because we see that in Exodus chapter twenty, right? Verse eight, he says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Verse nine says, six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day, this is verse 10, Exodus chapter 20, verse 10 says, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it, thou shalt not do any work. Thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, that, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days, the most High made heaven and earth the sea and all that in them is and rested the seventh day wherefore the lord blessed the sabbath day and hallowed it so sabbath means seven the seventh day this is the lord's day this is part of creation everything we see everything was created in six days and the seventh day was a day of rest this is part of the right it's the lord's day and so at what point did the lord's day change 
from the Sabbath to Sunday. And I say Sunday, I'm, I'm, so you can see the quotation more. Sunday. When did it change to Sunday? And, and, and before you answer this question, and this is for anybody, this is for anybody who want to chime in on this. Before you answer that question, let me ask this question. What is the opposite of the last? Can anybody tell me? Can anybody answer that question? What's the opposite of the last? First. The first. The first is the opposite of the last. Okay, so seventh, the seventh day is the last day of the week. The Sabbath meaning seven. In almost every language, the word seven, the number seven is, is has it sounds like Sabbath. Sabbaton. Sabado. Uh, Sabbath. Sabado. You know, Shabbat. so in almost all these languages, you have the, the number seven almost sounds like Sabbath. Shabbat. So if seven is the last day of the week, what's the first day of the week? Sunday. Sunday is the first day of the week. So it's interesting that the that the Lord's Day changed from the last to the first. Now, this is a question I ask because we know Satan tries to pervert and do everything, you know, perverted of what the Most High does. So the Most High said the seventh day, the last day of the week is the holy day, the Lord's Day. Did Satan have a hand in make changing it from the last day to the first, which is the opposite. Just a question I'm asking before we get into this, right? So where did, according to y'all understanding, where did Sunday come from? What the, the, How did Sunday become the Lord's Day? And why is it even called Sunday? Because you got Monday, which is a, a, a Greek God, right? Tuesday, a Greek God. Wednesday, which is Odin's Day. Thursday, Thor's Day. Friday, I, for, I forget Venus. what Greek. Uh, Friday, huh? Ven uh, the, uh, Venus. Venus, right? They changed the Sabbath to Saturn Day, Saturn's Day, right? So all these are, are Greek gods, but what Greek god is the Sunday? What, what Greek gods does the Sunday represent? Soul Invictus. Soul Invictus. Okay. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> Soul Invictus is the same guy. That is represented by the Statue of Liberty. If you look up Soul Invictus, it's a man with a crown on his head and he holding his hand up. And during about uh, when was Constantine was around three hundred. Whoa, whoa, back up. Uh -huh. Did you just say that the Statue of Liberty is a transvestite? Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. That's what I got from. It. Maybe my mind ain't, ain't working right. That's what I got from. It. Yeah. That that's. Crazy. Um, <laughs> if I, I find I want, if I find it out to be true, you know, man, that's that's man, that's that's crazy. I was gonna say um the institute or or the the proclamation that people had Christians had to celebrate or commemorate Sunday as the Lord's Day came about around 321 AD, and that was around the time in which Constantine basically forbade worshipers from keeping the Sabbath. And if you did keep the Sabbath, um, it was punishable by death under the Catholic Church. You know what I'm saying? Under the Roman Catholic Church. To, to, to put this in perspective, up until, 320, up until 300 AD, basically, in 300 AD, yeah. right? People were still keeping the Sabbath, which means this was after Christ. Well, people still, people was still keeping, keeping the Sabbath. Yeah. They, right? They was, yeah. This is his this is his This is not no secret um first, history or no secret books. You ain't gotta go to no deep no deep books or anything. This is secular history that you can look up and and, yep. and confirm this. Yeah, you can get this we can get this book, we can get this is one book they can start off with. The um, Council of Nice. Yeah, the yeah. Council of Nice Nicaea. And it, it um It'll just give you the understanding about, you know what I'm saying, on the, the political moves that Constantine had to do. But people right, still were right. celebrating the Sabbath, though. Um, you know, for real, for real, that was a big dispute that they had to make um, instituted for Christianity to be like, okay, look, because we still got some people out here celebrating the Sabbath. Like, we got these people called the Edomites, you know what I'm saying, the Nazarenes still celebrating the Sabbaths and stuff like that. But we're going to make this kind of like a... Um, a mainstream, you know, saying thing for Christianity to do it on Sunday. So if anybody not doing it on Sunday, you kind of looking like a a heretic or something like that. So they kind of had to deem Saturday worship like a a, her a heresy. 
Okay. So, um, so question. So let me just let me ask this question to, to clarify. And I want y'all, anybody, chime in on it. So, is Sunday worship a pagan, a pagan origin, or is it a pagan deal? Yeah, it's pagan. It, it comes Most from definitely. Yeah, it comes from pagan, I, I th- pagan origin. Mm-hmm. I think it. Look, I think it goes like this because people wiggle out of it. I've seen pastors wiggle out of it. People use it to say, "Well, I could worship God on any day," which is totally true. But the Sabbath is not about. They use that to dismiss the Sabbath. Where you can't use the argument that you can worship God on any day to dismiss the Sabbath that He ordained as His day. And the Sabbath is not just about worship; it's about rest. Give what I'm saying. It's a day of rest. When you read the commandment, it talks about no labor being done. Get what I'm saying? So when you look at it, it's like people will look at that and say, well, you can worship on any day. Yeah, that's true. You can. But you can't take that argument and apply to the Sabbath and say, you know, well, I'm going to ignore the Sabbath and worship God on this day because I could do it on any day I want. God said to do this. What's funny to me about that, though, is that as long as no one ever said anything about the Sabbath and Sunday, no one said, like, when, when you was told to go to church on Sunday, you didn't say, well, I can worship the Lord any day. Yeah. So when you, when, well, how come that day can't be the Sabbath? Up, yeah, but when the Sabbath comes up, then it, it goes to, well, I can worship the Lord any day, which is which is true. But the, the most I told us to, to keep his Sabbath, to remember his Sabbath, very specific. Hey, very another specific. thing, too, although, although, you know, Christians are right, you can worship the most high on any day, right? But mm-hmm. this is the thing. The Sabbath is more than just a day of worship, just like Brother Corey said. The Sabbath is also a day to honor the Most High. It's a day where everything is supposed to be still. Listen, it's kind of like a moment of silence within the whole week. So it's more than just worship. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you can worship the Most High any day, but the Most High require you to have a moment of silence, a break or a rest from work to where you can totally just reflect on the Most High and go through the scriptures, which is on Saturday. And think about it, it's deep too, because he said he says in the scripture, for in six days the most high created the sea, the earth, and everything, and everything that in them is. Like the reason this is so deep, like we're supposed to even be thinking about the creation, like the, the existence of life all together. Like this is a day in which we're to reflect upon it while we're actually keeping it. It's a commemoration of the day in which the most high ended his creation. You know what I'm saying? And we were the last thing to be created, uh, man and then woman. Get what I'm saying? So that's real. That, that's we should really actually memory. be commemorating so, so, that. And, no, that's uh, real. That's, let me let me um what y'all are saying. I'm gonna read this scripture real quick because exactly is on the point what y'all are saying. This is Mark chapter two, verse twenty-seven and twenty-eight. And he said unto them, "The Sabbath was made for man." So like we saying, the Sabbath was made for us to rest. Mm-hmm like we just talking about and that man for the Sabbath. So like you said, it, it, it was made for man to get that rest upon and, and, and to reflect and I say on the most high creation and, and everything and all that and going to and going to the word. But they make it seem like when you ask them about the Sabbath, preachers out here, they make it seem like, oh, you um why, why you gotta worry about the Sabbath? We can do it any day. You know, so try to make it, try to make it fit the, the concept that is not made for is is not is not for man for the Sabbath. Sabbath was made was made for the man, not man for the Sabbath. You know, what I'm saying this is a day. Yeah, this is the day that you should reference. I, I want to bring CMB in on this and under see what, what what's your take on this whole thing. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. So what's your whole, what's your take? What's your understanding, your viewpoint, your perspective on Sunday? You know, Sunday being the Lord's Day. Traditionally, that is the day that I've been raised to do church, go to church, do things, and it's in my household. It was like today's Sunday. I don't care what's going on. This is what we doing, and in my community, same thing. Where it don't matter. It's Sunday. I, t- today, knowing, so, for me, scripturally, I feel 
uh, it's I would have to go and find it. It's like two different scriptures that you can under every day and have a day of rest. Although the Sunday attaches to sun God, Saturn, it attaches itself from the sun. I think he muted, he muted his name. No, it was frozen. It, it okay. froze. Do you see it? He's still frozen? Uh, I mean, I can see Brother Corey. I see yeah, you, Mr. Hey. But he, he yeah, said, yeah, yeah, I think, I think we're frozen. Yeah, hold on, right, exactly. See, he dropped off. That was, that's the reason I ended up muting it because he had dropped off. Yeah. And so at that oh, point, I the impression it wasn't operating, although we all so Sunday issuing sun deals with the deity of the sun god, and as the brother said previously, it was just the reverse of what was first, now is last, vice versa was last, now is first. And so it was to usher in our ability from symbolism and religion along with tradition to usher in other gods, lowercase g, and these deities, unknowingly. And again, my question was previously, unknowingly knowing, are we partakers what's going on? Because it seems to be that way that because it's been customary, we'll typically step away from what is scripturally and expedient because it's, it is acceptable in today in modern time. Those things are what we do now. Not saying it's right, although that's what we do today. I try to do with you know catch the Sabbath to young brothers when I can, with you gentlemen, not as often as I would like. And it's something I have to get accustomed to because that is not how I was raised. So that, that's my take on it. Right on. And I, I gotta apologize because I mean as soon as you started talking, man, my I, I, so I had to log on my phone. Uh, I missed a big chunk of that, but you breaking up. Real I, just, I yeah, want to see yeah, yeah. if anybody. You breaking up real bad, doctor. Your bandwidth is low. Man, nah, I'm I'm on my phone now. I'm on my phone. It's still it's breaking up real bad. Yeah, right yeah now you well, go ahead. Yeah, it sounds okay. good now, though. All right, so I'm I'm saying um, I wanted to ask. Because I've had conversations with, with with different people concerning this whole topic, right? So I wanted to ask: Does anybody have a understanding of what the biblical basis of Sunday worship would be or is, according to Christian mainstream Christianity today? No, sir. I do not have anything to support y'all, other than what I previously said about being it's religious, it's tradition, it's customary to do it today. And it usher in sun, the sun God as a deity, lowercase g, qualified yeah. information. Yeah, because of course, I mean, according to, when you do the history on Constantine, that's one of the things that they, the, the, the pagans, their holy day was on Sunday. They worshiped the sun on Sunday and they merged that with the Christian, with the, with the, uh, I would say pre-Constantine Christian. What was your question? I'm sorry, I just got the way. Yeah, uh, they merged. Let me finish my statement here. They merged that with the pre-Constantine Christians, and that's and so everybody started worshiping on Sunday. So my question was: Does anybody have a biblical reference as to Sunday worship and where it comes from? Uh, not necessarily where it comes from. But if I'm not mistaken, when you go into, I believe it's Ezekiel chapter eight, it tells you that they were praying towards the host of heaven, or they, they, they were, if I'm not mistaken, they were praying towards the host of heavens or something like that. But to say where it actually come from. Well, no, no, not where it came from. I'm saying dealing with modern Christianity today, Christianity today, do you, un do you have an understanding of how they justify Sunday worship according to scripture? 
Oh, no, 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 no. They, they, from my understanding, they didn't even try to justify it. During the time of, uh, what's the brother name? Um, Constantine, who was basically a sellout. During the time of Constantine, he integrated Sunday worship, but Sunday worship was attached with the God, Soul Invictus. I, from my understanding, they didn't try to justify it. They just added it in there. If I'm not mistaken, I believe he said he had a um, he had a vision from God that he should become a Christian, but then he wound up integrating paganism into Christianity. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, from with, with Constantine, right? So, um, can y'all hear me now? Am I back? Not clear. Okay, excellent, excellent. Okay, so. And I just want to know because I've I've spoken to some some you know different people you know in different uh, what you call religious um, denominations Christian denominations right so I've heard I've heard that Easter Sunday is one reason right because of Easter Sunday we go to church on Sunday and then I've heard that because the scripture references Sunday worship or them gathering not sunday worship they it references the 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 early apostles or not the early but the apostles gathering on sunday on and at least two or three references two of the different places in the new testament the book of acts i want to say uh and in some of paul's writings that that justifies or they explain sunday worship because you know paul said when i get when i come uh on the first day of the week you know i'm gonna collect the tithes and everything but then when you read the scripture, which, which, let me see, let me get this scripture right quick. When you read the scripture, he says, he says, do this so that there be no gathering. Right. Uh, so this is one of the scriptures that is used to justify Sunday worshiping. Uh, what's the scripture? Can anybody find that scripture? Is it, we said they would come and collect the, uh, what now he say tithes. He said we collect the offerings and see if we do some collection, but and he said that, um, that there be no gather. What was the scripture? I can't think of right now because I got something else I want to go into. Um, what do you say here? He said, "Um, on, let me see. Let me. I get it. Give me just a second here." Excellent. No, let me see. Give me one moment here. But this is some of the script. This is basically this is the only two explanations I've really been given as to biblical reference or source as to Sunday worship. Right. Uh, let me see. Um. Okay, here we go. Give me one second here. I'll get it. Here we go. Let's see now. Um, all right, so here we go. Here's a couple of scriptures, right? So you have um, Acts chapter 20, verse 7, right? This is after Christ had ascended into the heavens, right? Acts chapter 20, verse 7, it says, And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached to them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. So, excuse me. So this is one of the scriptures that is saying, okay, they gathered on the first day of the week, and Paul preached. Cool. All right. Um, let's see. What's the other one? Let's see, First uh, Corinthians sixteen and two. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store. As the most high prospered him, that, and this is funny that they use the scripture because then it says that there be no gathering when I come. So let so on the first day of the week, collect everything that you're gonna you're gonna uh give, all the offerings that you're gonna have, do that on the first day of the week. So when I come, it's no gathering. Right? That has nothing to do with su Sunday worship, okay. So these, this, those are two scripts that I'm aware of. It might be another one. I think it's another one I can't think of that that's being used to justify, explain Sunday worship. That's what. That's what, the only understanding I've been given according to mainstream Christianity as to why we worship on Sunday, why Sunday worship is there. Now, I want to share my screen. I'm going to share something with you. And this is something that I came across a while back. And this was someone asking this was a, a guy that was a catholic and he was asking these particular questions about the sabbath right so it says the title here says the roman church's 
admission of changing the Sabbath. So the question, so this is like a magazine, like a Catholic magazine or something. People could write in and ask questions, right? So here's the question. It says, what is the third commandment? Because I found out when, uh, in, a, in, a, in a Catholic Bible, they changed, they split. Which commandment they split? They split like the last commandment. I think they split the last commandment into two commandments and they and there's no Sabbath day commandment in the um in in the Roman Catholic Bible. This, the commandment, the eighth verse says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. I think they changed to remember the Lord's day to keep it holy or something like that. Right. So anyway, it says, What's the third commandment? Because the fourth, it should be the fourth commandment, but in their book is the third commandment. It says the third commandment is remember thou, or see, remember thou keep the holy Sabbath day. So the question says, which is the Sabbath day? And the answer was, the Saturday is the Sabbath day. So then he says, well, why do we observe Sunday instead of Saturday? And the answer was, we observe Sunday instead of Saturday because the Catholic Church transformed the solemnity from Saturday to Sunday, right? And this is the, the convert's uh, catechism of Catholic doctrine because they have a catechism book, what's called the Catechism. And it's basically they're a condensed version of what they believe or something like. I'm not really sure, it's right? And huh? Yeah, yeah. So then, so the, the next question says, well, how how prove you that the church have power to command feasts and holy days? So how you know? I guess it's a typo, or he just he, he wrote it, whatever. So how, who gave the church authority? How does the church have authority to change the Sabbath to Sunday? It says by the very act of changing the Sabbath to Sunday, which Protestants allow uh, allow of, and therefore they fondly contradict themselves by keeping Sunday strictly, because are were against the Catholic Church, and it, it came as an opposition to the Catholic Church. Says, so they, they they contradict themselves by keeping Sunday strictly and breaking most other feast commands by the same church. So once it's talking about the feast, the holy days written of in the scriptures in Leviticus and Deuteronomy, by not doing them, they kind of, they, they contradict themselves because they on one end, they go against the Roman Catholic Church. The whole birth of the Protestant movement was because they didn't, they didn't agree with Catholicism. So, but by, by going to church on Sunday, according to this, they said by going to church on Sunday and by not keeping the feast days written in the Bible, they contradict their whole premise and foundation of going against the Roman Catholic Church, right? So this was Henry Turberville and Abridgment of the uh, Christian Doctrine 1833, page 58. Alright, so it says here, here, here we go. It says, you will tell tell us, so you will tell men that Saturday was the Jewish Sabbath, but the Christian Sabbath has been changed to Sunday. Changed, but by whom? Who has the authority to to change and express command of mighty God. When God has spoken and said, thou shalt keep the seventh day, who shall dare say nay? Thou mayest work and do all manner of worldly business on the seventh day, but thou shalt keep the holy, keep holy the first day in its stead. So he says, so this is the question he's saying, so who, how, how the most high say, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy and rest, but then you say no. Saturday, you go do all your shopping, go to the club, do everything you want to do on Saturday, and then keep the first day holy. He says, this is most important question, which I know not how you can answer. So this is the question. Who gave you the authority? How can you change it from this to that? Right? It says, you are a Protestant, and you profess to go by the Bible and the Bible only. So this is for our Protestant. This is for our Baptists and our uh, I don't know, whatever, all these Protestant uh, denominations, right? So you, you're a Protestant, you profess to go by the Bible and the Bible only. And yet, in so, in, in, it says, and yet in so important a matter as the observance of the day of one day in seven as a holy day, you go against the plain letter of the Bible. So this is the Roman Catholic Church response. You're supposed to be a Bible believer, but we talking about one day out of the week and you go against that one day that's plainly written of in the Bible. It says, and put another day in the place of the day which the Bible has commanded. The command to keep the, ho the holy, I'm sorry, the command to keep holy, the seventh day, is one of the Ten Commandments. You believe that the other nine are still binding. You're not going to tell nobody to murder, steal, lie, disrespect their parents, covet, right? Uh, uh, worship other gods, make graven images, 
bow down or, or, or disrespect the most high name, take his name in vain. You're not gonna tell him I do those nine, right? That name nine or eight. But anyway, you're not gonna tell him I do the nine command, but the Sabbath, mm-mm, right? It says, you believe that the other nine are still binding. Who gave, who gave you the authority to tamper with the fourth? If you are consistent with your own principles, if you really follow the Bible and the Bible only, you ought to be able to produce some portion of the New Testament in which the fourth commandment is expressly altered. So this is them. This is the Roman Catholic Church response to that question, right? This is the Library of Christian Doctrine. Why don't you keep the Holy Sabbath day? Page five. So, saying, listen, if you if you believe in the Bible, then 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 you if you you worship it on Sunday, but yet you're you're questioning the Roman Catholics authority to change the holy days but yet you keep sunday so if you're if you believe in the bible and the bible clearly says the sabbath is the lord's day then you need to be able to go into the new testament and show where something changed otherwise you're a hypocrite you can't tell me nothing now here's here's this, this magazine right this is this is the one that did it right so this is this is the reply from the catholic extension magazine Walsh Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, under the blessing of Pope Pius the Eleventh, I think that is right. And so this is uh, Thompson, Georgia, or Georgia Thompson, May twenty second, nineteen thirty four. Pope Pius the Eleventh, I think is that eleventh or ninth? Can y'all see that? It's Roman. I can't numbers. see it. You, y'all can't see it. Where? Point to it again. Right here. Oh yeah, that's eleven. Okay, yeah, Pope Pius the Eleventh, Rome, Italy says, dear sir, is the accusation true that the Protestants accuse you of? They say you changed the Sabbath day, the seventh day Sabbath to a so-called Christian Sunday, identical with the first day of the week. If so, when did you make the change and by what authority? Yours truly, JL Day. All right. So here's the response to that question. So this is a, a question to Pope Pius the 11th, Rome, Italy. And ask them, did they? Is it true that the, what the Protestants say that you change the Sunday or that the Roman Catholic Church changed the Sabbath to Sunday? Here's the response. It says, "Dear sir, regarding the change from the observance of the Jewish Sabbath to the Christian Sunday, I wish to draw your attention to these facts. One, the Protestants." who accept the Bible as the only rule of faith and religion should by all means go back to the observance of the Sabbath. The fact that they do not, but on the contrary, observe the Sunday, uh, stultifies them, stultifies them in the eyes of every thinking man. So anybody who got a brain in their head, say that it, it makes them look silly if they are not keeping a Sabbath according to the Bible, which they claim to profess. So if they, if they are if they truly Bible believers and they only look at the Bible as the rule of authority, then by all means, go back to keeping the Sabbath. Then it says point two, point two, we Catholics do not accept the Bible as the only rule of faith. Besides the Bible, we have the living church, the authority of the church as the rule to guide us. We say this church instituted by Christ to teach and guide men through life has the right to change the ceremonial laws of the Old Testament. And hence, we accept her change of the Sabbath to Sunday. We frankly say, yes, the church made this change, made this law as she made many other laws. For instance, the Friday abstinence, the unmarried priesthood, the laws concerning mixed marriages, the regulations of Catholic marriages, and a thousand other laws. So that's point two. Yeah, yes, we changed it because we believe we have the authority to because we are the, the living church. So we can change these laws. And he went on to mention other laws that they changed, right? Friday afternoons, the, the unmarried priesthood. So this law that a priest cannot be married, that's not according to scripture. Then it would, I, I'm interested to know what this law of mixed marriages was. I'm pretty sure they, they was against mixed marriages. Or maybe they said it was okay. I don't know. Let's be interesting to look into. What was their law on mixed marriages? What they changed there? Then point three. Point three says, we also say that for all Protestants, no, I'm sorry, that we also say that of all Protestants, the Seventh-day Adventists are the only group that reason correctly and are consistent with their teachings. 
It is always somewhat laughable to see the Protestant churches in pulpits and legislators demand the observance of Sunday of which there is nothing in the Bible. With best wishes, Peter R. Trammer, editor. So, uh, that's a lot to take in, man. Listen, so when 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 you deal with Christians and they and they come up with all these different logical, all these explanations, worship is 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 the the thing to do or why they worship on Sunday. They say, oh, well, see, Paul said right here, you know, they 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 worship on Sunday or they they gathered on Sunday and Paul preached. Let me tell you something. It's funny he said it because I've been keeping Sabbath now about ten years, right? In the states, we used to go street preaching, so we would gather on on the Shabbat, right? We would gather on the Shabbat, and we would uh, we would have our services, right? And then after the Shabbat was over, which would be sundown on a Saturday, we would go out and we would preach in the streets from sundown Saturday until whenever we whenever we finished, whenever. Whenever it was over, it, sometimes it could be three hours, sometimes it could be to four, two, three in the morning. We'd be out at, in, in the middle of Houston at the Greyhound bus station, preaching to people going and coming. So we did that. We would gather on the first day of the week and preach. You understand what I'm saying? So it, it, it's not a, a foreign concept that they gather on the first day of the week after the Shabbat service, because also in the book of Acts, which is, they don't talk about it over and over and over again, says Paul went to the synagogues on the Sabbath as was his tradition. As what, I'm sorry, as was his custom. It was his custom to go to the synagogues on Saturday, on, on the Sabbath. Paul says, listen, I'm, I'm from the tribe of Benjamin. When it comes to the, being a, I'm a Pharisee of Pharisees. You can't find a law that I broke. Paul kept the law. So you cannot use Paul to say, well, Paul instituted Sunday worship. Mm-mm, he did. They, they, they did, did say they gathered on the, on the first day of the week and he preached. It said that. Okay, so what does that have to do with changing the Lord's day? Christ kept the Sabbath. We're supposed to be, be like Christ, supposed to be following after Christ's footsteps. Christ kept the Sabbath, clearing day. So, but this 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 letter right here is clearly stating that the Roman Catholic Church, according to them, according to the Roman Catholic Church, they instituted Sunday, and they believe they had the authority to do so. So when I asked the question about is Sunday a, a pagan worship or a pagan practice connected to Christianity, Sunday, which is S-U-N, the day of the sun, is a pagan worship. They worship the sun. They worship all kind of stuff. They worship the sun. And the Lord's day was changed to this day in order for Constantine to keep his, his kingdom united and keep it from imploding, Right. And from that day forward, Christians have, quote unquote, Christians have been worshiping on Sunday instead of on the Lord's day, which is the seventh day of the week. All right. So I don't know. I ain't got nothing else after that. Anybody, anybody got something after that? Any, any other pagan connections that y'all would like to point out and educate brothers and sisters on? That's a mic drop right there, man. I better drop the mic. <laughs> It, it, it is what it is and I, I know it, that can ruffle some feathers and that can really it's it's not easy to swallow and not easy to accept for a lot of people and I'm don't don't just swallow and accept it because I read that do your research study to show thyself approved rightly dividing the word of truth do your research but whatever you do however you choose to serve the most high God let it be according to his word and his way and his will you 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 need to be able to go into scripture and, and justify and explain why you do whatever you do to serve the most high God. And if it's not in the scripture, the most I didn't say do it, then you shouldn't be doing it. And if it's something you're doing that you can't find in scripture or you don't understand why, you need to take the time to learn why you're doing these things. And that's what self-correct and self-reflection is. I mean, self-reflection and self-correcting is all about. We have to continue to grow in our, in our understanding. We have to continue to grow spiritually and desire to know the most high his ways and serve him according to his will and not ours right not according to our own righteousness but according to the righteousness of the most high so i'm going to open it up right here for everybody to get their final words their final thoughts on the whole topic you know what you think about it what you want to share with the people before you go so we'll we'll, we'll just start around uh let's go to brother palau final thoughts 
Okay. I guess not. Brother Corey, you there? Yes, sir. All right, final thoughts. So my final thoughts is that, you know, people just need to get out there and do their research and understand that what we believe is not always right according to what the Most High wanted us to practice. And the most important thing is that we do what the Most High requires of us, not what man requires of us. Because man will lead you astray. Man has his own motives. Man can be deceived and, and, and tricked into things by the adversary. So these are things we need to keep in mind. And I, I like to go back to a quote that Malcolm X um, mm -hmm. made back in the day. He said, you know, back in the day, I forgot what the analogy was related to, but he said, you know, um, integrating was kind of like uh, coffee. At first you had black people, we were this 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 glass of coffee, and then he, you started to add sugar or cream. And you know, you add more sugar, more cream, more sugar, more cream. And then before you know it, it's just, it's something other than what it was. And, and before, you know, coffee was something that would keep you up. Now you drink this concoction and it puts you to sleep. You can't even mm. stay up. So that's kind of what it's like with our religious beliefs. They've been integrated into other things and they've been infiltrated. So we have to go back and find out what's pure and what's right. And those are the things that we need to practice. So yeah. that would be my final words. Let, let the word of the Most High God be your filter. Everything needs to be, be filtered through the scriptures. All right. Brother Nyan, final thoughts? Yeah, just, you know, Christians need to make sure that they're not being led away into false idols and into pagan worship and basically unto, unto the traditions of men. We in the age of technology right now. So anything that you may be doing, if you can't read in the Bible, look it up and find out where it come from and find out why you were taught this tradition and why your people were taught these different traditions. Also, we need to make sure that, you know, we break free from these different strongholds. If, if, you know, if it's any stronghold that should be on us, it's the stronghold of the Most High, reading the Most High Law. That's what we need to be stubborn and stubborn and reading the Bible and implementing the different things that we can actually find in the text called the Bible and utilizing that in our lives and just make sure that we break free from all these different pagan idolatrous worships. And that's mm. it. Well, you said a mouthful right there. All right, Brother Palau. I called I called you earlier and you made you embarrass me on TV. <laughs> nah, man. Final thoughts, brother. Um, brothers and sisters, just compare Christianity to, to the Bible. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you ain't gonna find the word Christianity in the Bible anyway. So just compare the, the things that Christianity do when it comes to all these pagan um holidays and and do the do do the history, do the history, like read stuff about like Eusebius, the, the history of the church. Um read read about the history of the church. You know what I mean? That, that that'll give you a good understanding about 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 Christian and Christianity, you know what I'm saying? That give you a good understanding about things. But pretty much just step away from these pagan from, from this this world that we living in is pagan. And and we coming into some pagan times too. The 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 pagan season where Christmas is around and everybody lights, you know what I'm saying, cameras, the action, everybody just dressed up, Santa Claus, Santa, Satan, the same thing. We ain't talk about that Saint Nick and Satan and Santa. Oh, man, listen, <laughs> man, let me tell you something. Some fat white dude in the suit come to my house in the middle of the night. It's gonna be the last house he go to. Hey, Santa ain't gonna make it to your crib. You ain't gonna have no cookies for him. Not if I catch him. Oh, I got three. I got three pieces and a biscuit. I got extra crispy. He ain't gonna make it to your crib. You ain't gonna get nothing for Christmas. Not, not if he come to my house. So listen, I'm, I want to give the last word to our guest, uh, CMB. You know, go ahead and, and, and share your final thoughts on, on this whole topic and everything we talked about. As the name say, CMB is carrying my burdens. We're Iron Man. And because of that, the duty as a man, as a husband, first and foremost, is to ensure that we're being great stewards of what the Most High has provided to us. We have found ourselves in a quite peculiar time. Things that are expedient are not lawful. 
things that are acceptable are not lawful. Mm-hmm. Where we find ourselves at today in 2020 and more than likely in 2021 is that you can do the Sabbath on Sunday and it's more acceptable than doing the Sabbath on a Saturday. Because one is popularized and shown to be the correct way. So when you go against the powers to be and the masses, you have to be willing to do what you gentlemen are doing today. And I was just grateful to be invited and have the invitation to be on your platform is you're going to be under attack because you're going against what what's the norm. And because it's normal, don't make it correct. It's normal because it's acceptable. And that's just my thoughts. And my last thing is that just remember that you're an Iron Man, you're a watchman, you're a fireman, and it is our duty to do what the most high have seen fit for us to do and provided us with the provisions to ensure the task is able to be done. Thank you all, gentlemen. Oh, man. That sounds like you wrote it down. But, uh, I mean, and you said a lot there. You said a whole lot. And I really hope brothers and sisters are edified by this uh, podcast and the things that we talked about. There was no offense intended, right? But truth is true. And, I mean, Christ got killed for telling the truth. And people get rejected and dejected and ejected, <laughs> you know, for telling the truth. And and that's just, you know, th- that's what comes with that. So the whole but the whole point, like, you know, like CMB said, you know, we, we're watchmen, we're iron men, iron sharp as iron. It's a lot of friction that goes with that, but we're just trying to get it right and come to the truth and really truly serve the most high and give him our all right and and the key the the main thing is obedience obedience to the word of the most high so going back to the whole premise of why we do this god family nation we need to learn to put our god first then we need to take care of our family and raise our sons and our daughters and create another generation and and raise up a nation of holy men and women and with that We bless you all, and we thank you for listening. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to God Family Nation.